Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. Cyberpunk Lorecast, where style is just as important as substance. Welcome to the podcast where we explore the lore, news, and gameplay of the cyberpunk games and other dystopian worlds. I'm your host, Robots. Cyberpunks, welcome back to the cyberpunk lorecast i am your your host i'm your tom host or robots and with me as always is cyber logan the captain of the pirate seas captain cyber that's 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 a different thing that's a different thing you shouldn't yeah. be that unless no, you really want to be that <laughs> can i just be captain logan cyberpunk pirate of the seas Surfing yes. the net. There you go. Surfing the net. Something like that. Surfing the WYW. Uh, yeah, yeah. Courier. Still no cred for Logan in the intro. You know what? I was thinking about the other day because <laughs> uh, it occurred to me when I wasn't doing the show that maybe I should update that. I don't even remember where I saved the audio files to remix that. So I love how that goes. I'm going to have to go find those. I was like, yeah, I should probably go ahead and up. Oh, crap. <laughs> where did I? Hey. Huh. Some things just some, you know what? You have a product, the product's good and you just, you have to leave it like that. You so, sometimes it's more oh. of a joke now than it actually is like a necessity. It's just, it, you yeah. future proofed yourself in case anything ever happens to me. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. I also, I also kind of considered, I was like, I'm your host robots and Logan, but then I'd have to say hosts. So I was like, could I, could I edit in a at the end of hosts in order to make i'm weary i have to make weary your uh, i can't like i was like can i just cut yeah, the audio the there it'll be like bah, bah, bah. cut where your hosts music comes back in <laughs> bah, bah, bah. Uh, robots and captain logan bah, bah, bah. and then like it just wouldn't work it would it would get you all chopped rebuild up. the whole thing i have to rebuild the whole thing yeah i was like oh, crap <laughs> With the, thank you courier i appreciate your consideration and in, in, in keeping an eye out for me it means it means a lot i do notice it every time and it does bug me but <laughs> maybe i'll find my files maybe i'll look maybe maybe i'll let captain logan do most of the talking on this episode and i'll just look through my files for the whole just digging show. through things yeah I'll just, we do actually have a bit of news to cover this this week we don't really it's not do. too much lore but yeah kind of surprised on the news like yeah. we've been talking about it and it always feels like every time we talk about something there's like a there's a there's a shift <laughs> yes. in the in the in the the the, the realms like the the matrix is shifted something has changed we're seeing two cats move across the, the doorway mm-hmm. and sure enough mm-hmm. Whatever we talk about, they seem to implement shortly after. So if this podcasting thing doesn't work for me, I'm just going to go into being a psychic. I think mm. maybe I'll do a that. Soothsayer. Yes. You're going to get a tall hat. Get to get a wizard's hat. A wizard's, get a wizard's hat, sleeve please. also. That's an old okay. Borat joke. Um, but yes. So <laughs> the uh, the news we have this week is we well, two things. We got a patch and yeah we got an update about the whole sony situation with cyberpunk so we're going to be going over both of those things um but why don't we first dig into the patch because 
there's I mean, there's a lot here and there's kind of nothing here at the same time. So, yeah, um, feels like a by the books kind of. Yeah. So here. Go go ahead. Go ahead. You go. (laughs) I was just going to say, I was just going to say we we. It's strange that we're getting these patches and they're coming out. They're coming out very unceremoniously, uh, which says two things to me. One, that they feel confident that the 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 way that the game is right now is, is that it's a, it's in a very stable state where they don't have to come out and be like, hey, guys, um, we're going to do a big patch. And I hope you guys are excited because we really think it's going to help out a lot. And now it's like. Okay, there's a there's a little bit of a patch. It's going to take care of a couple of the weird wonky things that you guys are still dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing mm-hmm. is, with these patches just coming out, it's nice that you know digging through some of these notes, which I want to. I'm sure we'll probably dive into in a second here. Yeah, it's all kind of stuff that looks like it's addressing stuff that either didn't get fixed properly or stuff that came as a result of the last patch. And I and I I would much prefer that as opposed to. We fixed 18 things that's going to keep your system from blowing up. Right. So yes. thank you. Yes. And, and on top of that, because these are all kind of just functionality updates, um, it just it, it really just confirms some more that this game should have taken another year, that they should have spent a year on polish and patching and then released it. Yeah. Because the fact that they have so, like this is patch 1.23 now we've had this is what the fourth of these just like big stability uh, quest fixes, you know, glitch fixes mm. kinds of kinds of patches. And th- a lot of their team is still on this stuff because there's a lot of this. That's that, like this is a big list of, of things. And it's June. <laughs> like it's been six months yeah. since the game came out. Like clearly if the game were to release today and they had worked at the same rate and gotten this same amount of fixes out, then today we would have the same exact game we had in December, except that all of these fixes would now be implemented. Other than that, there wouldn't be a new list of features. We wouldn't have like more restaurants to go to or more dialogue in the game or more characters that show up that we didn't get to talk to before. Like the, the, the list of features is the same. It's just, yeah. everything works better at this point. So, um, so that's a, good news I have a, a question for you though, but yeah, with cyberpunk, say, say it was, say it did come out 2021 mm-hmm. and it was going up against halo infinite and, uh horizon forbidden west do you think this game would have had so much blow up if it were in the state that it was uh or in the state that it is now compared to like do you think people would be looking at the really hyped up cyberpunk 2077 and thinking like oh you know it's good it's fine it's a it's a double a game in my opinion because it's bumped up against like horizon forbidden west in halo infinite yeah and there's these two two titanic franchises on either side of this game and the hype was good for cyberpunk but it didn't quite meet up to what because the game would essentially be the same it just wouldn't be as buggy do you think that the quality of the game would stand compared next to horizon and halo considering like last year it should have been halo and if we had had halo then we might have been like what is the state of the industry right now? Because if Halo looks like this and Cyberpunk is buggy like this, like 
I think we all need to have like a little sit down chat about what's good games. Um, so <laughs> right. How do you feel about like that? If it, it like jump into this alternate universe with me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I've been okay. watching Loki. Yeah. Loki's great. Loki's been awesome. Um, okay. So alternate universe. It's like November, December. All three of those games come out within just a few weeks yeah. of each other. Right. And then the conversation becomes and obviously I haven't played those other games, but judging from prior experience with those games if they hit the ball just as hard in the same direction then it's heading for the billboards right yeah like, right so okay so horizon comes out it's a it's a it's awesome it's as good or better than the previous one halo comes out it's as good as better or better than the previous games um this comes out this will be third on the list those two games will yeah. be better games um only because not because the shooting is bad not because the story's not interesting not because the because the world it isn't a dynamic well isn't an interesting cool place to be in uh not because mm -hmm. the game isn't slick and feels awesome and makes you feel like a badass simply because the expectations were still not met for what people were really hoping this game to be that's the yeah. difference. I think if they put out another horizon and they meet the same expectations that they met for the first one or go a little bit past that, people are going to be happy. They're going to be like, oh, this is more of this world I like. It's more of the combat that I like. It's more of these cool, you know, machine dinosaur things to fight. Some new abilities for my character, some more story. Great. Yes. More about the background of the world and the lore. Awesome. Another 40 plus hours of gameplay wonderful that yeah. that's the expectation for that game and if they'd meet that people will be happy if halo is the same thing more of an interesting story more master chief kicking everybody's butt in the story mode and then in online mode that feels a lot like past halo games and is free to play so it gets a big player base in there but then if you want to pay money you get other cosmetics and stuff that have never been in halo before plus some of these old school modes that everybody's really been wanting and then really hit the nostalgia button, then yeah, yeah. it's hitting it out of the park. Like th there isn't an expectation beyond that. If they, those, those are the, the goals. And if they hit those goals, then that's a 10 out of 10, you know, they're a nine out of 10, at least, you know, um, the problem with cyberpunk is that people were expecting more. They wanted to live in the world. We've talked about this a hundred times, you know, and yeah. it, even if this game came out in January, or in, in December, not January, November, December, with all the no major bugs, all the wonderful gameplay, the wonderful world, all the awesome quest stuff that you can do, the, the really cool characters, all of that stuff, people would have still felt like, well, did they cut stuff out of here? Why are there only so many romance options? Why can't I sit at a, a hot dog stand and eat a hot dog and have a chat with, you know, whoever? Yeah. Like, uh, they, why can't I uh, trick out my car? Yeah, like those questions would still be there. And so although it's a good game, it would get an eight and the other games would get nines and tens. That's very interesting. That's my thought. Do you agree? I do agree, actually, because it, it brings me to my next question. We're, we're looking we're going to be diving into these patch notes. Why haven't we heard any news about the features that they did promise coming? Because they're not ready to tell us what they're committing to yet. That's my guess. They don't want to oversell us again. They want to be sure that something is able to be implemented and when, when it will be released before they make any any more news about it. They're, they're, they're staying out of the light. They're letting uh, 
<laughs> they're letting the 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 waves settle before they step back into focus again. And we've talked about this. Like, yeah. um, was, you had a similar question on a previous episode. Like, are they going to have somebody you know in front of a camera talking about the next stuff anytime soon? The answer is no. They're not. They're not going to. Maybe by you know Christmas time, in order to get people yeah. hyped up, if they've got something coming that they want to use the you know the the holiday season to kind of promote because everyone's going to be looking at like what games are coming out what should i spend my christmas money on you know like that kind of thing yeah um but that's my guess that's that's where they're at right now they're just fixing things in the background a large part of the team is fixing these bugs and another part of the team is working on the future updates for where the game's going and the dlc to make sure that the dlc is more of what people are expecting and less of just you know like here's another you know, 10 hours of quest line. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's a good place to, to kind of uh, put a pin in it for now. Cause I, I, I agree. I think it, it's much better. I would love to hear kind of what their, what their ideas are and mm-hmm. see like what they're getting close to. Like, I would love to get a couple, a couple newsletters uh, just for PR saying like, Hey, these are some of the features that we're currently testing in house. And these are the things that we, are looking to forward looking forward to bringing with the game um we just don't have a a date right now but expect that we will give you a, another like the thing that halo like three for three or is doing right now where they're doing the way the waypoints is great because mm-hmm. they come out they they put out some great uh photos they they talk about a very specific topic and they dress it and then they even add some little arg hidden stuff in for the big fans to go digging through the website to to try and find like what the little easter egg is with each monthly update and the lack of communication from cdpr's point is is nice because it kind of says like okay they got their heads down they're just working on the game let them do their thing they'll come back out when they're ready but at the same time it's like okay well are you guys working on throne breakers are you guys yeah what are working they on the, the next gen update like where's where's the where's the the focus being mostly done because it's it's multiple teams within the studio what are those teams kind of progress are with things and i think that's where i'm looking forward to like the next investors call to see like where are they at with the game Mm -hmm. yeah and remember we reported recently on a lot of uh positions that changed recently as well yeah so there's going to be time like if you work in any of these kinds of studios there's going to be transition time changing the plans um when you when you work i bet they work in agile uh teams so if you've worked in software development then you've got like the next two weeks scheduled out for your for your sprints and then maybe the next two weeks after that based on you know what's going on uh, and the way that you run agile it, it can change from developer to developer but um you know you have to kind of get through that like the the basic rule of agile is once you're in a sprint you go to the end of the sprint and then yeah. you put the update out and then you can change direction but you need to finish the current project that you're on and sometimes those sprints are weeks and sometimes those sprints are months and it just depends on what you're working on. Um, so there's going to be some transition time and changing directions and then moving. Uh, and then uh, the other thing that happens in software development is it's kind of like um, 
uh, an increased pace as uh, snow goes down a hill, like in a snowball, right? Yeah. Like the initial steps in moving in a new direction doesn't look like a whole lot because they're going back to basic systems and wireframing and concept and, and those kinds of things. And then over time, they're able to implement more and more and more of that stuff actually into what can potentially be a final project, a product thing that you could put into a patch. Um, and then add yeah. to the game. Right. So it, it takes a little while, like uh, fun story. Um, I'm talking about the new sea of thieves updates with my son and he's mm-hmm. taking some courses and l- learning to program in Minecraft, which is really cool. Um, oh, cool. but I'm trying to give him a, a sense of like, okay, this is what it's like to work in the industry. This is what it's like to do things. And we happened to stumble upon, uh, after watching the sea of thieves trailer for the new stuff, um, a, like a video where they took a bunch of footage over the last six, seven years of the development of Sea of Thieves and like where it started. And like the first Mm -hmm. the first video is like, you know, them on like a a 10 polygon ship on, on, you know, floating on a non moving ocean. And all of the pirates (laughs) look like uh, white cucumbers with mustaches, you know, like they're just like floating around the room because they're working on basic systems. You know, like how do these things interact with each other? How did what is the sizing? What is the scale of this? You know, like all of those basic questions that you need to answer and before they can move into other stuff. So, um, yeah, (laughs) that's just to say, I was just pointing out to him. I was like very early on, it looks like it's nothing. And then all of a sudden the pieces come together and it actually looks like a game. (laughs) So, yeah, 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 I would, I would love to see if, if, if the PR felt comfortable with it, I would love to start seeing some newsletters come out from CDPR showing off like, Hey, we're working on a car system so you can customize your vehicles and have a garage. Here's what the garage is going to kind of look like. It'll be similar to the beast uh, where you're going into to, to uh, talk about the races and stuff. And, you know, you'll have your own uh, just like your apartment and you can start kind of customizing vehicles that you bring in there. And that's where you can spawn them and stuff like that and yeah. kind of give give the the people that are are looking forward to say like the 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 current gen updates that still we're waiting on uh when those are going to come out give them an idea of like the game is in a good state because we're already showing you what we're going to be bringing in the future uh as we continue this this game on because it doesn't it doesn't feel like they're they're giving up on the game it feels like they're trying to get it back to a point where people will start to revere the the updates that they're that they're bringing out because it's just like blood and wine it's just like how they're doing with how they did with the witcher so i'm 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 good with the patches now and now i'm just waiting for that point where they're like okay this is us taking a step forward and showing you what's going to be coming down the line and also yeah. where the 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 next gen upgrades are because I'm, I'm i have a feeling that we're our next that they're that they're targeting holiday 2021 for their uh their their current gen updates and that's when they will start to to really push uh cyberpunk with the the dlc aspect as they start leading into 2022 with the show oh absolutely i think i think you're right on with that i wouldn't be surprised if october we get uh some sort of announcement hey next gen updates will be available on like November 24th, like the week, the weekend before Black Friday or something, you know, that way they get that crowd who now a bunch of people have been trying all year to get next gen, you know, hardware. People are going to have the hardware and they're, you know, hey, it's ready. Oh, and by the way, this is a glimpse of the new DLC. It's going to be releasing in March 
or something like that. So now you've got people who have waited an entire year for the game to be patched. Yes, it works. Yes, it works on my PS5 or my Xbox Series X or whatever. And holy crap, they've spent the last year working on this DLC. That looks amazing. I definitely should get it now. You know, that way I can play through the main quests and things before the DLC comes out. Like that's I, I, that would be a marketing a smart marketing maneuver for them yeah. if they're ready to do that by then, which I would assume that they're probably targeting. I think you're right. I, and I, and I think they have to, um, if the last investor car call that they put out was any kind of indicator on how the investors feel, it's clear that they're looking at cyberpunk and they're like, when are you guys going to start making more money with this property? Because it it's, it's gone far below the expectations due mm-hmm. to the lack of, availability on arguably the second biggest platform available for for playing video games on yeah and we we want to know when we're going to start seeing some of that return from the losses that you ate because you pushed it out too soon kind of thing so i feel like we're getting to that point where it's like all right questions need answers and yeah they're going to have to start coming up with something to say yeah and i'm sure there's a lot of back and forth in the studio you know the investors are saying when can you put the next thing out and the developers are going we learned our lesson we can put it out when it's ready (laughs) (laughs) if we put it out again if we if we put this out again too early we're going to have the same problem nobody's going to buy it we're going to be shooting ourselves in the foot again we can't do that we already did that once um so it's it's going to be that back and forth and there's a push and pull in that and I've been in I've been in some of those meetings in previous like startup companies I worked at doing tech stuff Mm -hmm. and there will always be people who do not get it. They think you just can just make a thing be a thing or you just throw more people at it and it's going to get done faster. And sometimes that's just not the case because you just need like a specific group on your team and they just need enough time to do the thing and test it. And you can't predict how long that time is going to take. so it's a, it's like yeah. the difference between trying to build a build a car engine and lift a car engine. You can throw more people at lifting a car engine. Yes. You can't throw more people at building a car engine. Right. There's only so right. many so many things that you can work on at a time. And that's it's it's a shame that that's there's still not a a, <laughs> a good understanding of how that is. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I I think I think we're we're getting on the point where we're going to get something soon. I'm looking forward to to what we actually hear and stuff. Right. And to um, take that analogy one step further, it's like Ooh. rebuilding a car engine while it's driving down the road. <laughs> because that's what it's like. You're right. Because yeah. the software's already out there, <laughs> right? People are already using it. So you can't yeah. replace a part and not automatically, like, not like you, you have to put the car into coast, you have to pull a part out, but then you have to put another part back in and then hit the gas again in order to keep going down the road. You can't just pull off to the side of the road, right? So yeah. the analogy is you have to like, and uh, we would use that same analogy all the time in, in startup world. It's um, it's like repairing a car. It's like upgrading a car or fixing an airplane while while moving down the road or you know flying yeah. in an airplane. Like you can't just stop and fix it and then start it again. Like it's yeah. already moving. Um, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but think it about reminds it. Like, me of, uh, that would be hard. Uh, the game Mad Max did that, and I thought that was, it's so funny because <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, you, you drive the car, but then you got your little your little hunchback buddy 
working on it while you're driving it and yeah. it's so it's kind of like uh, driving the mako and repairing it at yeah. the same time well we got to talk star wars at some point around. i've got my star wars shirt on it's like r2d2 fixing uh, the oh um, yeah the x-wing while yeah. you're while you're fighting the bad guys yeah or chewy like looking for wrenches and and you know han has to do something or there's a bump and right. you know, the whole the whole tool chest <laughs> falls over and hits yeah. chewy on the head and he's <laughs> like <"Arr." laughs> chewy just he's handle like, it <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> always trying to fix the hyperdrive cyberpunk is trying to fix the hyperdrive while they're being chased by the imperials uh or the empire right now yep yep so. the tractor beams right on their butts they just got to get it out God, of it. it works so well <sighs> yeah yeah that's the analogy <laughs> well now that you guys know more about analogies um and <laughs> and, our, and our thoughts on on this because we wanted to go into the topic about this on this episode we didn't want to talk lore we want to talk this topic because this is i think this is important stuff like this is where we're going um tell you what we're gonna take our mid break and then we'll come back we'll list out some of the some of the fixes and we'll talk about sony and the playstation and cyberpunk going back onto the system so hang on for that all right cyberpunks this is the part of the show where we get to thank our 18 patrons you guys are amazing thank you so much for supporting the show and we have a uh, an episode coming up next week it's actually only one week away to do our patron chat and i know we've got some new people potentially joining us as well so thank you to everyone who helps support the show all of all of you all 18 of you I, every time i do this i want to just go down the list and say thank you to everyone and then we also have one two three four five six of you potentially joining us next week at this time we are currently live on twitch.tv slash robots radio it is just after 9 p.m on sunday night uh, eastern time so if you are able to join us and you are a, an upgraded patron or if you would like to be an upgraded patron, you've got time this week to sign up to join us this week and talk about things. I think we might be discussing um, the weapons of cyberpunk and specifically the ones that you can use in the game and some of the things that we prefer decking ourselves out with and using in game and which ones we think work best, Thanks for the that kind of stuff. So make sure you tune in next week for that episode and you're welcome to join us if you'd like to. Um, but thank you to all of our patrons. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for helping to support the show uh, the, I can do podcasting full time because of your support. And that's an amazing thing. So thank you very, very much. Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D&D? Roll to cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far? Well, we've done Cyberpunk 2020. What does it mean to have a voice? And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba. Hey, if you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. and <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. This is Adelaide's Anarch move. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw. Hulk Cthulhu. Told you I had it. Oh, yes. <laughs> the creeps going. I love it so much. Right Screechy child. <laughs> my favorite daughter. Maybe after what we just seen, we're feeling a bit trigger happy. And the new Cyberpunk Red. Babe, you're good, but better. Thought maybe you might be able to give me a counter-off. Straight through his neck. I don't see bone either, but I'm not gonna look. My leg's fine. I always knew you wanted to fly, kid. Come find me. 
Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcatchers. You can support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R-O-L-E. Come discover a new world. All right, so let's dig into some of these patch notes. There's a bunch of them. I just kind of want to, I don't know, browse over them pretty quickly. Just pick out a few to kind of give people a sense of what things have been addressed. So uh, like I mentioned before, this is the 1.23 patch and a list of changes can be below. And this comes from their official website. So a lot of, I guess the majority of these are specifically quests and open world patches so you have things like on the quest space odyssey fixed an issue where the open the package objective could change location (laughs) so you'd end up going in the wrong place um the gig family matters fixed an issue where juliet's car could disappear on site after completing the quest fixed a streaming issue in juliet's house fixed an issue where it wasn't possible to enter juliet's house if the player didn't meet either of the attribute requirements so again some of the things that could just kind of like slow down or block your movement through a quest. So that's good. Those are, those are improved. Um, a bunch of updates for the heist, uh, fixed an issue where Jackie could go through glass and issue preventing some guards from attacking the player. Can you imagine being in the air socket tower and like, they're like, ah, just, you're fine. Just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. We're on break. I know. Yeah. It doesn't even matter to them. They don't care. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fixed an issue where the search the Arasaka officer objective could remain after fulfilling it. I feel like getting through this quest chain a few times. There were some funny things about like, go over here and then there wasn't anywhere to go. Like some weird waypoints that didn't make sense. Um, Fixed an issue where the mech didn't spawn in the lobby. That's weird. Fixed an issue where Arasaka guards could clip through the door. Fixed an issue where some of the guards could spawn on player's site. I feel like that definitely happened on one of my playthroughs. Fixed an issue where Arasaka's officer's body could be unaccessible, making the player unable to loot the shard and blocking progression. That's a big one. That sucks when you get to a certain quest that needs to be done and you can't progress. And then you try to like save it and reload the game and you're stuck. And then you go back to an earlier save and see if that fixes it. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. So that stuff's fixed. That's a that's a key quest too. So that's good. Uh, another quest: the Nomad removed unnecessary button prompts. So that's nice. That's a weird one. Yeah. Like hit the button again. Hey, you don't need to. <laughs> like okay. Yeah. All right. I I don't know where that's from, but okay. Yeah. The hunt. The news segment in the shard from River will now properly play audio. I don't remember that being a problem, but I'm sure these are things that happen <clears> for some people and not other people. Uh, the beast yeah. in me fixed an issue where progression could be blocked if the player left Claire after the Santo Domingo race too early. That would be a pain. That would be a bummer. That would because I think that's because if you leave too early, I think the problem with that is you don't get the car, the beast mm-hmm. afterwards, mm-hmm. which if that's the case and it's like. It may not trigger if you walk back up to her at that point. And it's like, ah, I think I hit this. I, I think I did hit this uh, issue. Uh, if, it's the, if the Santa Domingo one's the one I'm thinking of, I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but I'm. it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't 
if you leave her too soon, then it doesn't it doesn't do that. And it's it's like I could see that being a huge issue where you're trying to finish out that quest chain. Yeah, I think I might have had this issue because then I was like, well, where's the car? I can't call the car. Um, yeah, yeah I, I totally think I, I went through that. So there's a bunch of these. Um, the other quests, you guys can always look these all up uh, down on the street forward to death. The gig goodbye night city path for glory. The gig no fixers. The gig uh, getting warmer. Another gig, many ways to skin a cat, a bunch of fixes for those two. Uh, the cyber psycho sighting of where the bodies hit the floor, fix an issue where after collecting the inform information, the next objective to send it to Regina wouldn't appear. That's a bummer. Another cyber sighting on deaf ears, fixed an issue where after collecting the information, the next objective to send it to Regina wouldn't appear. So another similar problem. And then the last one, I fought the law. Um, and then this one, this one fixed an issue where River wouldn't be present at the meeting spot before entering Red Queen's race. So, yeah, that's a weird one. Yeah, I don't know that that one's necessarily like that bad, though. Like, I don't think he was integral to that quest chain specifically. Yeah, some of them you may not have noticed unless you were looking for them. Like, wait, why isn't this character here? I thought they were going to meet me, but they weren't necessarily needed to talk to before you started a thing or, you know, that kind of stuff. Yep. Um. So some gameplay Fixes fixed an issue where after killing an NPC this and stealing their car, their body could get stuck in the car. I did that. Yeah, that happened to me. <laughs> um, Definitely saw that. <laughs> Adam Smasher will no longer receive uh, damage during animations between his attack phases. I didn't realize that that was not supposed to happen. That's you know, and it's funny too because anyone that I've talked to that's done Adam Smasher always says that fight is so much easier than they expected right so and i wonder if that's because of this because he has pretty pretty slow animations when he's transitioning between like charging or like shooting at you things like that and if he's receiving damage during that time then yeah then it's it's going to make that fight a heck of a lot easier so i i genuinely think that the atom smasher fight just needs to be a heck of a lot harder uh i felt like they needed to to buff it and make it make it tougher to actually kill him. So the fact that they're actually making him, you know, immune to damage during those animations uh, when he's switching between things, that's I'm fine with that. I'm totally cool with that because that that's going to make that fight feel a lot more impactful than it actually is. Yeah. And it's a very common video gamey thing, whether it's, uh, you know, Mario fighting Bowser or, <laughs> you know, fighting yeah. Adam Smasher, like it, when you kind of generally know when a boss character is in between phases, they typically don't take damage because it's supposed to be a moment where you watch the transformation and go, oh, crap, something else is going to happen and accuse you into what to have to do mechanically in the next phase of the fight. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think that fight should be more difficult. I do think that fight oh. should have more more mechanics as well too. Like it feels, yeah. it feels like there there should be a lot more. No, I'm not talking like you know you got to run behind Adam Smasher and grab him by the tail and spin him around and throw him <laughs> on a bomb or anything crazy like that. But <laughs> right with that with that room with that building, like you should you should have some fun stuff to do in that. You know you should be able to like like I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking like Mister X should be the the atmosphere that you run into with Adam Smasher because that's that's the feeling that I got when I first saw him. I'm like I don't want to mess with this dude. He kind of freaks me out. And with Mister X or like Nemesis in Resident Evil, like you just don't go near him. You just stay away mm -hmm. and do what you got to do. But in Cyberpunk, it's like okay, well that's cool. I've got rocket launchers my arms so that's not a problem it's like yeah let's make that a little bit tougher let's make it so there's like a a world 
element in that room that you have to interact with to get him to like walk through a pair of cpu towers or, or server towers and, and you short it out and that causes him to kind of shut uh, like fry and, and shut down a little bit and you start shutting down parts of his bodies it's like maybe something cool like that is instead of or like you know having him bust through a wall that you just brought down because you you hacked into a, a you know a security door and, and he has to get through it and every time he has to get through it he starts like tearing open the door and as he's like squeezing his way through the door it's like pulling parts of his armor off and that's how yeah. you like get more exposure like come on think outside the box here let's let's <laughs> instead of just a walking npc that we shoot let's let's get some cool stuff going on with this fight because that's what it should have been in my mind yeah or um you could even have different vulnerabilities for different weapons because of the different ways that you can build your character yeah. and the weapons you use. So like, like, let's say like right? my main character uh, for my, like my main playthrough was melee. And I've talked about this before. I used a katana blade and just chopped everybody to pieces. But what if you run to Adam Smasher yeah. and you start smacking him with a blade and he's just like blocking all your hits because he's just super armored. Right. And that blade's yeah. not doing anything. So you need to get behind him and like get him from behind and find like a weak spot. And so if you're doing that, you have to make sure that you're fast and able to get behind him. Whereas if you're shooting um, projectiles, you know, like bullets, then maybe he's only vulnerable on the parts of him that are still flesh, like parts of his head or, you know, something like that. But if you're shooting yeah. explosives, then you can blow off pieces of armor and eventually make, you know, those limbs not function as well. So it slows him down or, you know, like that kind of stuff could have been really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate the note that they're like, we're going to make it a little bit harder to fight Adam Smasher compared to how it was. But, you know, if, if I had my druthers, I wish they had time to to develop a really awesome fight. Yeah. And, and really make it like a like a T-1000 versus a T, you know, two or you know, I can't remember what, what the, the, you know, you had. <laughs> sure. uh, yes, I think it was, it was a T-400, 500. I don't remember. Yeah. Arnold Arnold versus um, liquid guy, <laughs> liquid guy. What is his name? I'm Robert sorry. Patrick, Robert Patrick. God, wow. I just watched a video on this, too. That came right pull, out of though. the depths of my Good brain. Pull. T400. I, I was right. T400. Yeah. Right. There we go. Yeah. See, Crystal King knows. Crystal this knows. is why we do it live. That. Yes. Because we don't we can't. Rem <laughs> mm -hmm. We can't mm -hmm. remember the name. Yep. From now <laughs> on, one percent of my patron money will be going to Crystal. That was a joke. That is not true. Um, so, uh, the the other thought I had about about Adam Smasher was is, is like, what if he had kind of like an Iron Man moment where he like he goes to fight you and then realizes that like you're more trouble than it seems like you are, and then like more gear like comes out and like connects to his body and all of a sudden he's like a tank. You know, or like mm. he jumps like there's a mechanism yeah. that comes out of the wall and he gets in it, but it, it attaches to his cyber connections. And all of a sudden he's just like, you know, like driving a tank around the office trying to blow you up. And you're like, oh, my God, like yeah. he's no longer a dude. He's a vehicle. I mean, I feel oh, like that's out of Resident Evil. Crystal, no, no, oh, you're not getting my, you're not getting my patron <laughs> money anymore. You just Google it. Um, that's straight out of Resident Evil Village too. That whole oh, concept it? that you just pulled—it's seriously. I told it's, you, it's I, need the to, Heisenberg I need to. Oh my god, I need. I need, I haven't even played that. I've heard about the. I heard Heisenberg was a, a villain, but I didn't have any concept about what that fight. It's a really failed. good fight too, and that's that's what ticks me off is is that was a really good fight and it was short compared mm. to when I've seen people play through it. It's a short fight, but it's a fun fight, 
And it totally it, it totally takes advantage of the concept, the theme of that. And you look at Smasher and it's like, OK, he just chases after you and he shoots you and you just have to get behind things. And then a bunch of ninjas come out and you just kill the ninjas because <laughs> you're a pirate. And then you just continue on with the rest of the story. You're a pirate. Yes. Is well, that- hey, hey, uh, were you going to talk about Crystal thinking that the fight annoys you or him? No. OK, but I, I, I can totally see it. Yeah. I, you just went to go say something else and I didn't want to cut you off. I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. It was my fault. I, cut you off. I wanted to get through the rest of these patch notes so we can make sure that everybody yes. has them. Um, so next on the gameplay list, fixed an issue where dropping an NPC's body caused too much destruction. Okay. I don't know about this one. I don't know about this the one either. resist cyberware should now work properly. That one seems unrelated. I'm, I'm assuming. But yeah, yeah I, I don't the, know what they're talking about with too much destruction. I don't know what that like, means. I've never, I don't think I've ever dropped a body and had it cause destruction unless they're talking about like if you drop it on a bunch of stuff like on a car like what if you drop an can you drop a body off like at the the second floor of a building and it just like busts a car I've never tried it I don't know maybe we should try try that we need to go try that we need experience (laughs) um so visuals fix Johnny's spectral appearance in various quests I I've always wondered if like you know that like the blurry glitchy lines kind of stop at his shoulders often Yes. Is that supposed yeah, to happen? They don't always work. I shouldn't think cover his head. Work. Isn't his head part of the projection in your mind? Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that's what that means. Fixed various issues relating related to clipping in NPCs clothes. Well, that's nice. You don't Sounds have familiar. body parts sticking out anymore. <laughs> uh, fixed appearance of rocks in the Badlands. Okay. And the pickup, which I suppose is a quest fixed an issue yeah. where one of the maelstromers was T-posing. <laughs> Great. They're like, oh, the one the, remember remember Bill in Maelstrom's still out there T-posing? <laughs> yeah, he's fixed. Yeah. It's good. I mean, you could just chalk that up to a problem with his uh, software. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Bill Bill installed some, some new uh, pneumatic muscles and now he's just like stuck. Somebody go press restart on Bill. Bill's messed up again. Screw you. Freaking Bill. Freaking Bill. Bill should know better than to replace all of his muscles at the same time. I'm stuck in a (laughs) T-pose. He's just over there screaming oil like the Tin Man. Oh, no. (laughs) All right. So stability and performance improvements. Numerous crash fixes in animations, UI, scene, physics, and gameplay systems not listed out. Memory nope. optimizations and memory management improvements in various systems, reducing the number of crashes. Okay. Good. That's good. Various console CPU optimizations. Good. That was that was a big issue. Yeah. That's, honestly, the, the CPUs for the PS4 and the, and the Xbox One are like the biggest bottlenecks for those consoles. So mm-hmm. if, they've, if they've worked that out, like... Yeah, I have job. a feeling that just means like less things happening on on screen that have either to do with physics or routing like npcs walking around things like that we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that oh yeah you're right that is a thing um <laughs> but that's that's what that's it makes sense because that's the stuff that yeah. uses up all the cpu cycles yep. um memory and io improvements leading to fewer instances of npcs with identical appearances spawning in the same area and to improve streaming so there you go less identical npcs which is nice PC specific fixed an issue where it wasn't possible to click the upgrade button while playing with 1280 by 720 resolution. Now, most people in 2021 are at 1080p, not 720p or higher. 
Uh, I don't know many people who play on 720, but get this. I did try playing this remotely on my phone through Ooh. through like rem remote connect and mm -hmm. it streams it by default to your phone at 720 resolution. So anybody who does that because it's freaking awesome because you can just connect a Bluetooth controller to your phone. So you can just sit there on the couch and play it like it's, uh, you know, a Nintendo switch, but it's got way better graphics uh, while yeah. your wife watches like, I don't know whatever that bachelor bachelor yeah she does watch bachelor so yes um masked masked singer whatever yeah uh so <laughs> i can see that, that that would be a problem for people like that or people with just you know tiny screens still because that's i'm sure some people just have tiny screens um fixed an issue where toggling the windowed and full screen modes with alt plus enter made the game appear unresponsive so that's good on steam changing language settings to default will now set set it to the language of the steam clients i wonder if it defaulted to um uh polish oh that would be funny <laughs> that i could see that yeah yeah well it's a default language funny. it's polish <laughs> well, that's the developer's <laughs> default language not the client's default language um not yeah. necessarily the client's default language and then a pop-up message asking to verify integrity of game data will now be displayed when incomplete or corrupted game data is detected well there you go that's the that's the right solution for that problem rather than just like crashing and not telling you what happened so that's great um, Xbox specific. Now this is the last little bit fixed an issue where signing out during a scene fade out could resi result in the game being partially unresponsive fixed an issue where the pause menu would open again on its own. If the Xbox guide and the pause menu were closed in quick succession. So there you go. And as always, there are comments on this. I have not clicked the comments to read them because I'm sure they're terrible. So there you go. Actually, most are good. Most oh, are good. fine. Honestly, a lot of the I would I would say that most of the conversation around the patch notes lately have all just been like, thank you for continuing to to fix these issues. You know, congrats, things like that. You know, okay. a lot of people saying like, you know, great work, everyone. Thank you. And then adding uh, adding like little bits of like, hey, can we can you guys take a look at this kind of thing? I, I have not seen very much in the comments where they're just like, God, get your stuff together. The the CDPR forum people, good community there. Yeah, and I'm sure they filtered out some of that stuff too. But um, that's good. That's good. It's better to keep the positive stuff and get rid of the mm -hmm. negative crap because nobody wants to hear you whine about things. That's you know, yeah, you might have lots of feelings yeah. about something, but constructive criticism is good stuff. Whining about it, keep it to yourself. Nobody needs that. Um, so we've got just a few minutes left in order to cover the other big news, the um, CD Projekt Red press release that came out says that uh, Cyberpunk 2077 will return to Sony's PlayStation Store on, get this, June 21st. That is tomorrow. So by the time you are listening to this, if you are a podcast listener, it will be back on the Sony Store. So congratulations, Sony players. If you've been waiting to pick this up, Sony believes that... This game is good. Good to go. It's not going to tank your machine. It's not going to uh, steal candy from children or I don't know, forge your tax I, documents. 
I don't know. I don't know if Sony's really. I don't know if Sony really believes that. They they even said that users will continue to experience performance issues with the PS4 edition, while CD Projekt Red continues to improve stability across all platforms. Sony Interactive Entertainment recommends playing the title on PS4 Pro or PS5 for the best experience. I think they're yeah. trying to cover their their don't please don't return this or ask for refunds. Right. but it's not going to catch your system on fire or anything it's not going to like no. break your console no. right no yeah well yeah it's it's crazy that it took this long i'm glad that it's finally coming back i wonder what the price is going to come in at if it's going to be the full 60 or not if they're smart they'll put it at 60 but then have it on sale for a while at like 40. And it's already been on sale a number of places. This is another thing I, I didn't even remember to put in our um, in our pre-show kind of notes talk. The yeah. this has been up on sale. Um, let me see if I can find it again. At some places for like twenty bucks. And oh, yeah. I, I personally debated it because by the time most people listen to this, it might not be on sale at these locations anymore. But the thing to note exactly. here is that it there are places with sales at nineteen ninety nine for this game on all the different platforms. So um, keep your eyes out. That will continue to be a thing. Um, so there you go. So yeah. what's what's the other news with this whole coming back to PlayStation thing? So the, the um, and, and kudos to Paul Tassi, who uh, is over at Forbes. He wrote an article. He's been covering cyberpunk as well uh personally on like his youtube and stuff and it's just kind of like he checks in from time to time to see how the game is doing uh but he he got a chance to to check out the the performance of the ps4 version with the 1.23 patch and that one should be the one that is uh used when playstation owners are able to purchase the game uh starting the 21st and he noticed that the the biggest thing was is that the cpu improvements that you talked about are spot on that going around and doing free roam in cyberpunk you're going to see a lot fewer of pedestrians and traffic as you're kind of going around so it looks like the way that they've managed to keep uh the, the the difference between like the game locking up or having really bad frame rate issues is just to really ramp down the amount of uh assets kind of walking around which is a real shame because he, he even said quote unquote that it feels like the game is now a ghost town when playing on the B, the base ps4 after this patch and uh, it's it's tough it's tough because do you sacrifice frame rate for the sense of environment or do you go with the new patch and just accept that your game is going to look like it's empty when playing it on the base ps4 version now yeah i think you have to go with gameplay otherwise you can't play uh, like playing a game that doesn't look 100 percent the way you want it to look is better than not being able to play the game um or at least have such a bad experience with frame rate that it's it's basically unplayable. Sorry about the dogs barking in the background. I don't know what's going on over there. Um, the uh, I had another thought about this too. If um, if this update came out in February, we would have gotten a uh, kind of snarky, kind of teasery update on the website about like. This news just in: pandemic across Night City has reduced the population by seventy percent. For PlayStation yeah. owners, <laughs> yeah. like what? <laughs> That's not a yeah. good way to announce this. <laughs> That's a terrible way super, to announce. Super this. tone deaf. Right, right. 
Yeah, I'm glad they're not doing that anymore. They've they've kind of shot away from that. I think they got the sense that people were not that was a little bit too cheeky for the seriousness of people's opinions about when it (laughs) fixed in the game when people can't even play it. Um, But that's I mean, at least it's playable. Uh, I mean, it is a game that requires a lot of processing. There's a lot going on here. It is a very complex city with multiple layers and lots of things moving around. And the fact that it can run on a PlayStation's hardware. I mean, the PlayStation 4, the base model, the PlayStation 4 came out in, was it 2014? I have no idea. 2013? I know, I know it's like 18, eight years old now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's old tech. Like as a PC guy, I have to think back to like, what graphics card was I using back then? 2013. (laughs) Like, yeah. Like, I don't know that my computer from that time period would be able to play cyberpunk. Well, at all, it would would probably be able to boot up to the main menu and then it'd be like, oh, that was a lot. Thanks. All right. (laughs) So we're good for the day. Brilliant. All right. We're going to play this at like three frames per second. If you'd like the fact that they can get a PS4 playing it at all. It's kind of Mm -hmm. impressive. To be honest, I I know that there are people who are going to say, yeah, but look at Horizon. Look at these other games that look so much better than this game. Yeah, but they also don't have, you know, the 300 individual people pathfinding across the map as you walk around and, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So and I get it. I I PS uh, GTA 5 does it, too. But for some reason, that engine is built different. I don't know if if I had to take like 300 people walking along the city in the in the bad frame rate versus like a couple really big cyborg dinosaurs walking down cyberpunk might go for the <laughs> might go for the dinosaurs i don't know <laughs> kind of funny dino punk it's a new genre <laughs> wait that's basically uh, that's just arc <laughs> that's we already, have, you're right. we already have that we already have dino punk that needs to be a thing um let's get the trending punk. on twitter everybody everybody just post a dino punk for and then some sort of weird dino robot picture of some sort i'm looking this up right now i want to know if there's a dino punk out there dino punk well guys i believe that's it for this episode thank you for tuning in again thank you for being here with us i know that um we're still waiting for more info about what else is coming when the dlc will drop i know that some of you guys are kind of you know the play through the game a hundred times at this point and you're just kind of waiting for more. You've already got a bunch of the info about it. Um, but so thank you for still tuning in. We're still going to be here. We may be changing up some release schedule stuff for some things in the future, but we're definitely going to be here. And when there's more information coming out, we're going to be here to report it. And when there's new DLC to play, we're going to be here to play it. So um, even if you decide to just kind of tune out from cyberpunk news for a little bit until there's the next big announcement, Remember that we're still we're still going to be here, so stay subscribed for when the big stuff does come, and you can come. You're always welcome to come back. Um, Logan, do you have anything else cool going on? I know I know the world is on fire for Sea of Thieves update this week. I don't know about the world. I would definitely say any fan of pirates are definitely on fire. Yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean is now a a, a, a joint effort with Sea of Thieves. So Sea of Thieves and Pirates of the Caribbean are now continuity there you can now say that jack sparrow is part of sea of thieves and sea of thieves is now part of uh pirates of the caribbean it's the same universe which is really exciting for the lore fans so if you're a huge lore nut 
uh, for Sea of Thieves, check out Keelhauled. Um, I've got an episode coming out this week that is actually uh, has one of the other community members who does a podcast about Sea of Thieves uh, joining me. We did a joint episode to kind of talk about what the pros and possible cons of Disney getting their hands in with uh, Sea of Thieves and seeing like, mm-hmm. is that a good thing? Is it a bad thing? What are the possibilities? What's it going to mean? And we kind of talked a lot about what's coming on with that. So Keelhauled podcast, uh, if you want to get some info about Jack Sparrow jumping into Sea of Thieves with the rest of the pirates. Awesome. Yeah, we watched the uh, uh, with my son and I and my wife and I because we'll all play on occasion. My son and I more than my wife. We watched the the big update today on Xbox and where they're talking about like, here's some of the stuff that's going to happen in the quest lines. And, and the fact that Jack goes on the ship with you, it, I was like, Oh, they actually, I was like, they're, you're oh, just yeah. going to meet him. And he's going to be like, I'll meet you there. And you're going to meet him at Nope. He goes on the ship with you. He like hangs out. He has all these animations and dialogue. And that sounds awesome. Um, then I leaned over to my wife and I was like, you know, and I want to, I want to get your opinion on this real quick. Mm-hmm. Every time they add anything to this game from now on, they're going to have to get Disney's approval. <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very curious because that uh, like there's been a lot of questions about licenses. Like, is the music licensed? How long is the license for? How much can they do with the IP? Like, can they twist things? Are you going to be able to damage Jack Sparrow? Like, so many questions Even about like how stuff. Even future, yeah. like, uh, uh, can you put an enemy in there? That's too grotesque. And Disney's like, nope, can't do that. It's you know, yeah. if you, even if it doesn't have to do with any of the pirates of the Caribbean stuff, I, you know, I will say that there there's a, a pretty good siloed section of where pirates of the Caribbean stuff is and in the lore is is joined. But you like yeah. all of the all of the pirates of the Caribbean stuff, from what I can tell, is going to be like its own thing. So as soon as you you go into it, it'll be just your crew and you won't have to worry about anyone trolling you or anything like that. And they they they've kind of siloed it off so that they can say like, okay, well, Disney's okay with this portion. We can still play around with our stuff in this world if something comes out. But um, as as far as like you know how they have to appease Disney, I think all that stuff's already been worked out. I think yeah. they've already kind of set that stuff in motion. I don't think the contracts would have been signed if oh if sure. Microsoft wasn't like. No, we need to make sure that they have a a decent range of control, because, I mean, that's kind of Disney's M.O. right now is like, oh, machine games, you make good games. Okay, well, you get Indiana Jones and it's like, oh, you guys making the Avatar game. That's awesome. We bought Fox. We like that. Here, have a Star Wars property. And now they're like, oh, rare. Hey, you guys do pirates. We got pirates. You want pirates? And they're like, yeah, we want pirates. And they're like, okay, well, you guys have fun with pirates. So it feels like Disney's kind of like, you know, un- unbuckling the harnesses and letting you uh, letting you out of the basement so that you can go have some fun with the rest of the world. I hope so. That was weird. <laughs> I, I hope so. Um, also, Pirates, although like my son watched through the Pirates movies at 10 years old, um, but there is something more dark and I mean, not adult, but it's not for little kids. Yeah, it's, it, this it, isn't it, Mickey Mouse. This isn't DuckTales. This is. This is pirates and the world is dark and people get stabbed and things explode and they don't particularly show a lot of blood and guts, but there's, you know, scenes of like people being sad because they're starving and being tortured, you know, like that's yeah. kind of dark. <laughs> like and- I, pirates of the Caribbean three first 10 minutes of that movie, a kid gets hung. Yeah. Yeah. No one thinks about it. Yeah. No, it's Kid like there's, there's dark stuff in there. Yeah. You don't see any blood. You see the feet, yeah. I believe, dangling at the end. But like, yeah, like 
that's dark yeah, so, so maybe they're okay yeah. with dark stuff when it comes to pirates yeah and, and rare does a great job of of towing that that teen rating as well too like you yeah. you can do just about whatever you want but they've they've got a really good thing on it so i don't think disney's going to look at that and think no that's that's too much we we need you to pull it back if it were like if it were doom or wolfenstein and you got goofy going in with you, you know <laughs> like in, in doom or something like that i could understand oh, them being like i don't know if i feel how i feel about I goofy, goofy running mod. around with a bfg I want a goofy doom mod <laughs> <laughs> take this demons yeah. yeah i can't do a goofy voice but that would be amazing the, okay one last yeah, thing be- about about sea of thieves and, and rare is that i was also very impressed by the number of women working uh, and oh, in totally. key positions at rare i was like this is awesome like usually yeah. you watch these videos and it's lots of dudes because like dudes are programmers now that, that, there's a lot of women doing awesome things at really important roles on that team and like <clears throat> that's inspirational like especially for young women because you want to see somebody who kind of mirrors yourself and go oh i could do that i could yeah i could program a game i could design quest lines for games that i like you know, even if it's not a tr- traditional girly game, I mean, games are games. They appeal to whoever they appeal to. It doesn't have to be a girly game. It's a game, you know, yeah. not a boy game. It's yeah. a game. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it's it's nice to see the diversity and they, they've got a lot of a lot of support for for both LGBTQ uh, AI, AI, I think LGBTQ plus. We'll go with that mm-hmm. uh, as well as just uh, having women in strong positions that, that have like full groups underneath of them that are developing the game as long as as well as like the music and, and the design and stuff. But yeah, really, really great team over there. Absolutely killing it. Uh, we've been very kind of like, where's the content recently amongst the community? But now, I think now this we know. kind of answers. Yeah, that answers the question is like, oh, that's what was going on. It was a surprise. I like surprises. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for holding your tongue and letting this get to the point where you can just tell us this is what it is. And it comes out a week later. That's amazing. Yeah. So very cool. I wish more studios did that. Um, but uh, we got to wrap up the show. You guys know how to get a hold of me, robotsradio.net, for all the different podcasts. We've got still got the Rocket Club going great. If you are a potential podcaster and want to work with us or work with me to help you get a show launched, go check that out. You can you can check out the page there at robotsradio.net. And we'll be coming up uh, with the Mass Effect Lorecast in about 17 minutes. So if you are in chat right now, stay tuned. If you like Mass Effect and you want to hear more about the most beautiful of the races in Mass Effect. Oh, crap. What is it? Wow, their name fell out of my brain. Uh, you know, the guys with like the, multi- the multiple eyes. I was being sarcastic. Um, Oh, what are they called? Uh, it's, it's falling out of my brain. We did the Volus last week. They're like the little round dudes. Batarians, yes. Uh, Batarians, yes. That's it. That's it. The Batarians. Batarians. Ah, uh, words. All right, guys. Thanks for hanging out. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Have a good week and stay safe in Night City. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Cyberpunk Lorecast. This show is a part of the Robots Radio Network, smart podcasts for interesting people. If you'd like to help support the show, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you'd like to get in contact, please send an email to cyberpunklorecast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at cyberpunklore. Also, join the community on the Robots Radio Discord. The link is in the show notes. 
The music on the show was written and performed by The Midnight and was used with their permission. Go check them out at themidnightofficial.com. Until next time, stay safe in Night City. We'll talk to you later. You've been listening to a Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons & Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs? So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions? Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. Hi, I'm Aaron. And I'm Ariel. And we're the hosts of the Legend of Zelda Lorecast, podcast about all things Legend of Zelda, from Errol to Zora, and all the fun things in between. If you're ready to dive deep and learn more about the Legend of Zelda lore and everything surrounding it, come join us on the Legend of Zelda Lorecast. You can find us on Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We hope to see you soon.